welcome to the weekly podcast of River Valley Church. We're glad you're here. Our heart is to lead people to Jesus and launch them into their God-given purpose. So we pray you would encounter God in a fresh, new way today. To learn more about our church, visit rivervalley.org. Now, let's tune in to this week's message. Right now, Apple Valley, can we welcome every campus joining with us this weekend, as well as online missionaries around the world. Welcome to River Valley Church. And I don't know if you're enjoying your Christmas season here in Minnesota. The weather's been pretty nice. Uh, but I've loved, I've loved church life this Christmas season, being a part of our Christmas spectacular, seeing our kids' Christmas musical earlier this week, and uh, being a part of this Behold Christmas series. Anybody enjoying the last couple weeks of Behold? Come on, grab onto it. Don't miss it. In just a moment, we're going to Luke chapter 2, and we're going to focus on 12 verses. And uh, we're going to save a little mystery for Christmas Eve services. We will read the beginning of Luke chapter 2 during all of our 43 Christmas Eve services across the house. Uh, But we're going to start at verse 8 in just a moment. We're going to focus on the shepherds. I love week 1 where Pastor Rob talked about, Behold the preparation. The prophecies about who the Messiah would be and eventually who Jesus would become as he took bodily form, fully God, fully man. I love that Jesus was at the beginning of creation, but he took on humanity and he was born as a human being, fully God and fully man. And I love that it was prophesied hundreds and thousands of years prior. And last week was behold Behold the preparation, the angelic visit to Mary. Behold, the angel gave two beholds to Mary. Behold, pay attention. And I love my favorite part of last week's message was when Pastor Rob said, I see your two beholds, Mary said, and I raise you with a behold. And I love that she looked an angel in the eye and said, hey, you're telling me to pay attention and I'm telling you to pay attention. Let it be so as the Lord has said unto me. And this week we're talking about behold again. And we're talking about the proclamation, the proclamation. Can we start in Luke chapter 2, these 12 verses, verses 8 through 20? And just so you know, I believe that one verse, you could spend the rest of your life on one verse. You could spend the rest of your life on one word from the Lord. Let's try for 12 verses. (laughs) Jesus had just been born in verse 8, says this, and in the same region... There were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not. For behold, there it is. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those whom he has pleased. Verse 15. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. 
And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. Pastor Rob just earlier this week taught our staff, stay in the wonder. Stay in the wonder. Stay in awe of who our God is. Everybody that heard the shepherds, they wondered. They were in wonder and awe. Verse 19, but Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned back to the fields, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. The title of this message is Behold the Proclamation. Let's pray one more time. Lord, we thank you that your presence is here right now. Lord, we thank you for this story. And it is way more than a story. It is reality. And I pray that as we behold... Behold Messiah, I pray that we would be changed. I pray that we would be moved. I pray that we would be completed. In Jesus' name I pray, everybody said. Amen. Amen. Every once in a while, um, you know, I'll see something interesting, maybe in the store. I'll, I'll see a person, anybody like people watching, you'll, and you're like, man, I, that guy's got a goofy outfit on. That's, that's, that's like a next level, you know, like not making fun, just like I love the confidence out in public. Like, you know, it's <laughs> great. And, uh, you know, there are times where, where, you know, we're walking in motion and, and this is happening fast. There'll be times I'll, I'll, I'll try to get my wife's attention. Hey, 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 don't miss this. Don't, I'm trying to, like, hey, look, 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 look. And because of what she's focused on or what she's paying attention to, there's times where she'll miss it. I have got, I've got great urgency, and then, and then we, we miss the moment, and she, she misses it. And, and she's like, well, what, what was such a big deal that you were, like, screaming in this store, making, you know, like, you're embarrassing me. What's it? And, and, then, and then I kind of feel like, ah, it's, 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 it, it's not a big deal. It's like, it's hard to, you missed it. It's like... Have you ever been watching a movie? Uh, for, for me, I, I love watching Christmas movies. On, on three, tell me what your favorite Christmas movie is. Ready? One, two, three. You're all wrong. The Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Praise God. Somebody gets up and leave. I can't believe he said that in church. It's a great movie. But I know, I know the lines from childhood. I've seen it a thousand times. And... Uh, you know, there's, there's times where the scene, the scene is happening, and, and I'll try to get my wife or my, one of my daughter's attention. Like, hey, hey, don't miss this. Don't miss it. Here, here comes the line. Does this look like a little weight to you? Okay. My favorite line in the movie. And then they miss the moment, and they're like, what was such a big deal? You're acting foolish. And then it's like... Ah, it's, it was, it's dumb. You know, it's not, I can't, I can't. Can I tell you right now, do not miss this Christmas. Do not miss this Christmas. 
Behold the Messiah. Don't let it slip by. Maybe you've let 20 Christmases go by without focusing on the thing that actually matters. He who actually matters. The story that is worth telling time and time again. Don't let this Christmas slip by. And that word behold, I know Pastor Rob, he, he, he taught it like, it's like when you see uh, your, your wife, your bride walking down the aisle for the first time and, and you behold her. It's like when your children grab your face and they, they, they've been saying, dad, 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 and they grab your face. But when I hear that word behold, I, I, I think about don't miss it. Don't miss it. The, the message is behold. Don't let this Christmas season go by without focusing on he who is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Don't miss it. I also think behold is the same as be moved. Let it change you. The thing that you should behold is the thing that should change your life, that can transform your life, that can make you a new creation, that can continue to transform you, that the old is gone, the new has come. Would you behold and would you be moved this Christmas? Would you be changed and would you be completed? G.K. Chesterton says, anyone who does not keep Christmas is an incomplete human. St. Augustine said there's a God-shaped vacuum or God-shaped hole in the human heart that only God can fill. John chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. In him, Jesus, was life. And the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The only thing that can fill that vacuum, that void, that black hole, is the light of Jesus Christ. We were all made, born into sin with this hole in our heart that only Jesus can fill. Behold means to be moved or to be changed or to be made complete as you behold Jesus Christ. To proclaim means to announce to the world. Behold the proclamation. That's this story. As we dive in and focus on uh, the shepherds and the message that they heard, let me read from Isaiah chapter 40, also a prophecy about this moment. Verses 9 through 11 says, Go up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good news. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem. Herald of good news. Lift it up. Fear not, say to the cities of Judah, behold your God, behold the Lord God comes with might and his arm rules for him for behold his reward is with him and his recompense before him. He will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with young. And now we're here. Luke chapter 2, and Jesus has been born, the light of the world, the Messiah. And these shepherds have this moment in the field. Let's talk about the shepherds. The shepherds, they were like outcasts in society, kind of dirty, grimy. Uh, you know, they, they, they should not be in the story if you were the one writing it. And just the last couple weeks and, and even last week as Pastor Rob shared about Mary gets this behold and this angelic visit and you're a favored one and you're a blessed one and you're gonna carry the Messiah and the Holy Spirit is gonna overshadow you. You will conceive and you'll name him Jesus, this, this, this epic, 
epic moment and maybe you're struggling to identify with Mary like, you know, she, she was special. She was, you know, must have been put together. She, her, she was so pure. And, she, and you're having a tough time identifying with such a specific behold or such a specific word. But I believe that, and this is for me, but I believe for many of us, we have an easier time identifying with these shepherds. Those that feel unworthy. Those feel like I'm out of place. Those feel like I'm misunderstood. Or those feel like, I, I don't know if I, I, I belong here, but I, I can't believe that God's letting me in. I can't, I can't I can't believe his goodness. I can't believe his grace. And so as we talk about the shepherds, you can identify that the behold that the angelic visitation gave as they said, hey, unto us, a Messiah, a Savior has been born. We can identify with this today. The behold that the shepherds received is the behold that you receive. You can identify with the shepherds. 1 Corinthians 1, 27 through 29, but God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. Acts 4, 13, about Peter and John. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated, common men, they were astonished, and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. I wonder if that's what they said about the shepherds after they saw baby Jesus. When they interact with those shepherds, man, I perceive these as common men, uneducated men, but I can tell that they've been with Jesus. I want that to be said about me. Here's a little snippet about Bethlehem, and I, I, I love this. Because God is so good. We've got a pastor on our team that calls God the master weaver. I just, I love that. God's so good. He's connecting dots that, that we could never connect. But did you know that Bethlehem is the place known as the place where lambs are born? It's about 10 kilometers outside of Jerusalem in the Temple Mount where the sacrificial lambs would be slain to pay for the sins of people. And in that field, those shepherds were looking after these lambs that would be sacrificial lambs. Many scholars, many theologians would believe that the lambs that they're looking after, the lambs that were being born, those were sacrificial lambs that would be brought to the temple to pay for the sins of people. And those shepherds, they have seen sacrificial lambs being born. But what did John the Baptist say? Prepare the way. Prepare the way. The Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Jesus is the sacrificial lamb. And so they saw it out in the fields. And they were about to see the, the single soul, only person that could ever pay for the sins of all humanity, the spotless, blameless, perfect Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Okay, so here's their experience. And this is, you know, the, ne the next few moments, I just want you to soak this in. The experience that the shepherds have can be your experience. What they experienced that night can be your experience today. The first thing, they have a visitation and a message. An angel of the Lord appeared to them. 
We believe in angels. We believe that you can have a visitation. But we also know that we can look in the word of God, that we can use the gifts of the spirit, a prophetic word over your life, that a message can come into your life from heaven, from the word, and from people, or an angelic visit. We believe in all of that. Their experience can be your experience. And you can ask the Lord for a message. Ask the Lord for a visitation. We're going to land here just for a second because I think this is, it's, it's, it's probably overlooked. I, I, at least for me, I have, in reading the Christmas story, I haven't really landed on this next phrase of what they experienced. It says, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. An angel shows up, pretty cool. But what is better than that is this. The glory of the Lord shone around them. The immediate manifest presence of God. And what they experienced is what you can experience. So what is it? Is it like a fuzzy feeling? Is it like a, is it like a, it says shown? Maybe it must have been a light. It must have been like, a, man, that would be kind of cool, like a bright light. Like I, can I tell you, there's other passages in the Bible that kind of help describe what is the glory of the Lord. And I'm even asking the Lord that his glory would land on this place and at all of our campuses and everybody watching online, even right now. The hovering and the covering presence of God. The dwelling, it stays. And the overwhelming presence of God. What did the shepherds experience? The glory of the Lord shone around them. Let me take you back to Exodus chapter 3, verse 2. And the angel of the Lord appeared to Moses in a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush. He looked and behold, we see that word, the bush was burning, yet it was not consumed. That is the glory of the Lord, the presence of the Lord. Moses witnessed it. So the same type of experience as, it, as if you saw a bush that was not burning. And, and it's like, and, and all of a sudden you hear the voice of God himself. The, the glory of the Lord is in that moment. But not just the burning bush that was not consumed. And not just in that moment. Think about this fast forward through the book of Exodus to chapter 24 verses 16 through 18. This is on Mount Sinai as the Ten Commandments are about to be given. Verse 16, the glory of the Lord dwelt on Mount Sinai and the cloud covered it six days. And on the seventh day, he called to Moses out of the midst of the cloud. Now the appearance of the glory of the Lord, it shifted from a cloud to now a devouring fire on top of the mountain in the sight of the people of Israel. The people of Israel are looking at this mountain and they see a cloud on, top, on the top of the mountain. Moses is going up and that cloud turns to the appearance of a fire. The top of the entire mountain is covered in fire. This is the glory of the Lord. This is the power of the Lord. This is the greatness of our God and what Moses is experiencing in that moment. He is in the middle of this fire in the presence of God. Moses entered the cloud, went up the mountain. And when Moses was on the mountain, he was there for 40 days and 40 nights. Man, I want to be in the glory of the Lord like that. What did the shepherds experience? 
Same thing that happened at the top of Mount Sinai is the same thing what they were experiencing that night on that field. The presence of God. Just a side note, it's just awesome. They weren't in awe because they were seeing an angel. They were in awe because they were in the manifest, immediate, powerful presence of God. And I love that they left the presence of God to go get back in the presence of God. And no matter if you're in the workplace, the shepherds were in their workplace. No matter if it's day or night, it was night. You can be in the presence of God and the glory of the Lord can land on you. He's everywhere at all times, but there's times where he's, his presence is made manifest. His supernatural power, his manifest presence brings about change. You cannot be in the Shekinah glory. It's a Jewish word. You cannot be in the glory and not be changed. I want the glory to land. I want the glory of the Lord to dwell. Lord, would you come and dwell? Lord, would you change me? I just pray that right now in the middle of this message. There are people that need your presence. Manifest presence of God. I pray right now that people would sense your presence this Christmas season. Those that need you, that need you. There's people that need healing. I pray healing in Jesus' name. There's people that need comfort. Comfort in Jesus' name. But more than just the felt needs, I pray that they would sense your presence. And in with them would build a hunger for more of you. A passion for more of you. A boldness that only comes from you. Pray this in Jesus' name. Similar to what happened in the upper room in the book of Acts. The glory of the Lord. Like tongues of fire on their heads as they began to speak in other tongues. Baptized in the Holy Spirit. You want to experience the glory of the Lord and the presence of the Lord. Say, Lord, would you fill me? Lord, would you fill me with the Spirit of God? Now let's press fast forward. What else did they experience that you can also experience? An assurance. They were afraid. And the angel said, fear not. There is nothing like when you are at the end of your rope or when you are, you are in just a dire situation and somebody that is a hero in your life says, it will be okay. There is nothing like that. And God says to you, it will be okay. It will be okay in assurance. And you can have that today. John 14, 27. Jesus says, peace I leave with you. And my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. Okay, the fourth thing they experience is they, they get a behold. But I love this. They don't need a behold because they behold him. These guys, they don't, they don't need it. They're like, they're in the presence of God. They're like, hey, thanks, thanks for the message, the information, that's good. But, but this is all we need, the presence of God. They receive and experience good news of great joy for all people. Why is it good? Why is it joyful? Because it's for everybody. Jesus made a way where there was no way. They receive a sign. This will be a sign for you. Baby wrapped in swaddling claws. And, and, and you might be like, well, well I, I need a sign. 
Blessed are those who believe without seeing, but God will give you a sign. Here at Apple Valley, we just saw a whole bunch of people get water baptized. That's a sign that God is changing lives. We got to watch a father baptize his son. And in a different family, watch a son baptize his father. Those are testimonies that God is still alive. God is changing lives. Let this be a sign to you that Jesus is still on the throne. What they experience, you can experience. The last thing, uh, number seven, is, is they experience a song from heaven. Have you ever thought, have, have you ever thought like, Man, I, I, you know, the, the worship songs we got here, that, like these are great and I, and I love it, but man, I wonder, I wonder what they're singing in heaven. Like I wish I, I could just hear, you know, man, I wish I could like just open it up. Like, like what's going on up there? And the shepherds get it. They get to hear the heavenly hosts singing glory in the highest. Glory in the highest. And man, I, like, the she- what the shepherds got to experience, I want to experience that. And can I tell you, as we sing the word of God, we are experiencing heaven on earth. And one day, we will get to heaven. And what the shepherds experience in their field, we will experience for all eternity. Songs from heaven. Man, I'm getting excited. So that's what they experience That's what we can experience. Now let's talk about their response because this is huge. Like I'm identifying, like it's tough for me to identify with 14-year-old Mary. You know, like, you know, that's, you know, you know, that's, not everybody gets that behold, you know. But I'm identifying with the shepherds. He's untrained, uneducated, unworthy, the, the, the maybe misunderstood or the, you know, maybe they're just goofy, you know. I kind of identify with that. man. And so they experience this thing that that we can experience, but what's their response? That should be our response. What do they do? They hurry to see. They hurry to see. When the angels went away from heaven, into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste. Oh, man, they hurried, and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And it was exactly as they were told. Can I just tell you how I'm applying that? Hurry to see, hurry to see, hurry to see. I'm applying that. Like, like think, they go to, to they, they see Mary and Joseph, arguably, are arguably the first Christian converts. And Jesus is there. And they've come to bring glory, to give God glory, and to profess and to give testimony of what God has, has done and what God has done in their life. Like, like, is this not the first church service? They hurry to see what God has done. And can I encourage all of you, hurry to be in the family and the community of God. Church cannot be optional. Church is New Testament biblical. I'm going to be a part of this family. God's planted me here. And the average person in that, that are, that's a part of our church, the average family comes twice a month. I just want to encourage you. If you man, if you've experienced what the shepherds experienced, you would hurry to get into church. Why? Not just because that's the, 
that's our duty, but because that's where we see life change. We see people getting saved every week. We see people getting discipled every week. We see people taking their next steps, getting water baptized. We see people baptizing the Holy Spirit. We see people healed. We see marriages restored. We see kids giving their lives to Jesus. We see people called to go to the mission field. In the church, I'm gonna hurry to see what God is doing. Why? Because of the second thing the shepherds did. After they hurried to, to the first church service, to, to, they wanted to see. Then they hurried to the outside world to share. Okay? We hurry our way to church to, get, to collect as many testimonies as possible. I was at Egan last week. They baptized the three people at the 9 a.m. service. And when I walked in just before the service, Blake Suddeth says, Today is the best day ever. And I was like, geez, calm down. So, and I, I didn't say that. He, I was like, why is today the best day ever? He said, because friends that we've been praying for a, for a long time, they're getting water baptized today. And I was like, oh, yeah. And he said, let's take it up another level. He said, today I get to get in the tank and baptize my wife. And I was like, today is the best day ever. Come on, let's hurry into church so that we can get some new testimonies of how God is changing lives. Not just to collect them, but to get out into the world and to share that God is changing lives. This is not just fuzzy feelings, and this is just nice, and this is our, our, our crutch to deal with the pain in the world. No, this is the only solution. This is the only answer. This is the only way to forgiveness of sin. This is the only way to eternity in heaven. This is what we got to do, and let's bring as many people as with, with us as possible. Don't miss this Christmas. Shepherds, why this jubilee? Why your joyous strains prolong? Who talks like that? What the gladsome tidings be, which inspire your heavenly song. You want to know what inspired their heavenly song? A song from heaven. Why are they say joy, they're so joyful? Not just because they saw an angel or a heavenly host, but because they were in the presence of God. Get in the presence of God. God, I know you're with me, but land on me. I know you're with me, but fill me. I know you're with me, but speak to me. I know you're with me, but I need a testimony to share. God, I know you're with me, and I trust you. God, I know you're with me. I worship you. I glorify you. I'm going to hurry to see, and I'm going to hurry to share. It's our response. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you are moving in this church and you are real. You're as real today as you were back in the field in Bethlehem. The city where sacrificial lambs are born. And we thank you for the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. I pray that we as Christ followers here today we would experience what the shepherds experienced. And we would respond the way the shepherds responded. I pray that we would hurry to see the good works and the life change and the transformation. And we would hurry to share in our workplace and with our neighbors, with our friends and with our family, to see you do it again, to change one more life. 
Lord, I pray over our church here and at every campus that we would not miss Christmas, but we would behold it. We would behold Messiah. It is way more. It is way more than Christmas magic. The real Christmas magic is the glory of the Lord. The glory of the Lord. Your presence, your truth. I pray that as we lead in our homes, we lead in our families, that we would behold Messiah higher than any other tradition. Change us in your presence forever. In Jesus' name I pray. Everybody said amen.